Revelation chapter 1, I'm not going to preach anything you haven't heard tonight and uh, really study this afternoon, pray and seek in the mind of the Lord. And I just want to brag on Jesus a little bit. That'll be all right. Uh, he is the theme of the gospel, amen. And uh, without him, there's nothing to preach about. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 13, he said, In the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire. His feet likened to fine brass as if they burned in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun shineth in a string. John said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. He laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I'm alive forevermore, amen. I like it when Jesus says amen. It's all right to say amen, hallelujah. And he said, and you have the keys of hell and of death. Now, according to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 9, we know that John is nothing more than the messenger. And John did not write this. He communicated what was given unto him. But the message tonight, I want to preach on the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, you'll find in verse 4 and 5 that the Trinity was involved in giving this revelation to John. Uh, we'll find that God, he said he, uh, then he said the seven spirits, which is uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, and then he said Jesus uh, Christ in verse five. I'll tell you, there's nobody uh, better to talk about himself than the Lord, amen. And I tell you, I thank God uh, for, hallelujah, uh, the privilege uh, to preach a little bit about Jesus tonight. Number one, in verse 13, uh, we find that he reveals his position. He said he is in the midst of the church. I'm glad, thank God, that he is in the midst of the church. Now, we know according to 1 Peter that he is the chief cornerstone. Amen. We know according to Isaiah that he is the crucified stone. I'm glad, thank God, that I have the privilege tonight to preach the word of God because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago and he gave us life. I thank God for you and me. They beat him, blasphemed him, blindfolded him, spat in his face and he did that for you and he did that for me and we ought to never get over that. We ought to never thank God get too smart that we forget what Jesus did for us. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't care how many degrees you have. You hear me? You'll never get past what Jesus did for you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He's a crucified stone. <laughs> he said in verse 18 of this chapter, he's a conquering stone. He said, Brother Chris, that he conquered death. Hallelujah. <laughs> he conquered death. A friend of mine, his brother-in-law died March a year ago. 
and he had cancer and uh, he was 49 years old left behind a, a wife and a daughter and uh, he said I want to die at home and so they gave him the hospice nurse and home, sent him home with her and, and therefore uh, there as he's breathing his last breath uh, Brother Laddie, uh, they said that uh, they lined up on both sides of the bed, uh, but they left the, the end open where she could sit at the kitchen table and to watch him. Uh, and as he was breathing his last, uh, a big old smile came on his face. Uh, and she said, look, look, uh, he is smiling. Uh, I tell you what the Lord did. Uh, he let him get a glimpse uh, of the other side of where he was headed. And that lady will never forget uh, uh, what she saw. I'm glad, thank God, Jesus has conquered death. I'm not worried about dying tonight. I don't know how I'm going to die, but I'm not worried about when. Thank God I know where I'm headed. You hear me? If I die and I don't ever see you again, you're going to see me on the other side because Jesus conquered death. Amen. Hallelujah. Said he conquered the devil. You know what I thought about this afternoon? I hate the devil. You can tell him I said so. He's destroyed many a people. He's taken some of my own family to hell. And I'm glad, thank God, I've read the last chapter. I'm glad, hallelujah, that one day he'll be bound hand and foot and cast into a lake of fire. One day he's gonna get his, hallelujah. He's caused a lot of conflict in the house of God with the people of God. He's caused a lot of troubles and trials. But one day he'll be bound and thrown in a lake of fire. And thank God, I believe, we'll shout all over heaven when that happens, amen. Thank God, he's been conquered, amen. Oh, yes, sir, he's a conquering stone. Can I say he's a costly stone? Peter said he's precious. How precious is he to you tonight? Mm, I'm afraid in this day, our job become more precious. Our hobbies have become more precious. Oh, listen. Uh, people have become more precious. We lay out and when... We God help us tonight. Uh, thank God. Uh, hallelujah for those that'll come and be in the house of God. But I'm gonna tell you, there used to be a day he was more precious to you. I'm glad, hallelujah. I heard old brother Mace Jackson many years ago and he said his wife's name was Dot and it went over to Israel and he said, uh, he said, my wife was a better Christian than I. He said, we got in the garden of Gethsemane and said she fell to her knees uh, and she began to say oh sweet Jesus oh sweet Jesus how precious he is some of you used to shout it out used to testify but I tell you something has gotten a hold of you and has taken away your shout he's not as precious as he used to be I'm telling you I love him tonight I say hallelujah I'm glad thank God for Jesus I'm telling you he's precious to me tonight. I'd rather have Jesus than anything in the world. I'd rather have Jesus. Thank God I'm telling you, hey, there's nobody like Jesus. Amen. Amen. How precious is he to you? He's a costly stone. He, <laughs> he said he's a costly stone. Hallelujah. Precious. I'm afraid as I travel 
and you all that travel, you see, you see the church has drifted. They're drifted. I'm talking about men just a few years ago that used to stand, they, they've drifted. You know why they drift? He's not as precious to them as he used to be. Because if, you, if he was, you wouldn't care what people say. You wouldn't give in, amen. Uh, sitting one time, Brother Ronnie Simpson in his office and his wife and three, four other preachers and they had gotten a flyer in the mail and it was from a preacher and he was having a man who was a compromiser and she said, Miss, Miss Francis said, Brother Barnes, uh, how come uh, people quit like that? How come they change? Uh, I said, because they get tired of fighting. Uh, it's a fight. But thank God if Jesus is precious to you, you don't think anything about it. You just get up every morning and say, hallelujah. It's another day to serve Jesus. Amen. Hey, I'm glad, hallelujah, uh, for the privilege uh, to serve God. Hey, he's precious to me tonight. I'd rather uh, be an old time a Christian uh, than anything I know. Amen. Amen. He is a costly stone. He's a chosen stone. That means he is uh, the favorite. He's faithful. Thank God he's faultless. Hallelujah. Number two, he reveals his priesthood. He said that garment girded down to the foot. He reveals his existence. He said, I am the first. You know what? He said, how do you explain that before that there was anything, there was God? You don't, you just accept it because God said so. But that's just the way it is. You know, sometimes men, they, they like to try to tear apart our Bible. Brother Nathan, you know what? Uh, there, there's men that they, 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 they're smarter than me and you hear them on the radio, uh, but they don't have enough sense to use the right Bible. Amen. I don't have no time for that nonsense. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. He existed in the past. He exists in the present. He said, I am he that liveth. I'm glad he is alive. Amen. Hey, hey, we live in a crazy world, but thank God uh, Jesus is alive. He said he exists in promise. He said, I'm alive forevermore. You know what that means, Brother Danny? As long as he lives, uh, I'm going to live. Amen. I'm going to live forever because thank God he lives forever and thank God he's sitting on the throne tonight in a crazy world that is drunk on rotten and wickedness and filth but thank God Jesus is still on the throne, hallelujah hey, I'm glad, amen he exists in promise amen we see his excellence in verse 5 he said he's a true and faithful witness Brother Jack, many a time, knocking on doors, people that say they're saved and haven't been in church 10 years, they say, well, the Lord knows why I've not been there. Truth of the matter is, he really does. He knows when we make excuses. Oh, he really does. He is uh, his excellence. Then we see in verse five, also he's exalted. I like this right here. He said, he's the prince of the kings of the earth. Now, everybody knows Biden's not in charge. We know that, right? Everybody know that Kamala Harris, uh, she has played hide and seek. She can't be found. So I don't know who's running that mess up there. 
I wouldn't want to admit to it either. Amen. Uh, but you know what? Uh, they just think that they're in charge. Uh, the Queen of England just thinks she's in charge. The Prime Ministers a different country, they just think they're in charge. He said, I am the Prince of all the kings of the earth. I'm glad, thank God, that he is still in control. I'm glad it doesn't matter what happened at the White House. I'm telling you, God is still in control. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about the White House. God's in control. He is exalted. Verse 5, he exonerated us. He said, his motive was that he loved us. Boy, he loves us, don't he? My goodness. You know what's wonderful about salvation, Brother Noah? Is God knew how sorry, Brother Ellis, that we would be as a Christian. And he saved us anyway. That, that's, that's, that, I can't never get over that. He knew, Brother Sam, he knew how we would be inconsistent, how we would struggle with our flesh, how frail and rotten, but he loved us and saved us anyhow, amen. Hallelujah. His method was he washed us in his blood. Can I say in verse six, he elevated us. He said we're kings and priests. What does a king have? He has authority. You know what the world does right now, what they want you to do? The news media and the White House, they want you to be intimidated because you don't believe in their nonsense. Well, I've got news, I'll serve notice on them, I'm not intimidated. I'm still gonna preach against abortion. I'm still gonna preach on transgender. I'm still gonna preach against homosexuality. It doesn't matter. I've got it in my own family, but I'm telling you right is right, and I'm not intimidated by that crowd. He said, hey, you've got authority. You lift up your head. You wave that bloodstained banner. Thank God instead for old time religion, amen. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm not gonna count down of that crowd. I'm not bowing. I'm not bending. I'm going to stand up and preach the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We have authority. Mm. You know what else we have as a priest? We have access. Hallelujah. That Old Testament tabernacle, they walked around it said, I wonder what it's like in there. Hmm, they never got to go. Even the priests that done daily administration, they never got to go. That high priest only got there one time, once a year. You and I, we can go 15 times a day if we want to. <laughs> what about that? It dawned on me many years ago, I was in Bible college, back in the mid-80s. Brother Danny, it dawned on me one Sunday, Saturday afternoon. That little single white trailer we lived in that God allowed me when I prayed to go through the Milky Ways in the galaxies into his very throne room of grace. Hallelujah. We have access. 
I tell you what I don't see uh, like I used to. I used to see them pray them in, Brother John. We don't do that much anymore. I mean, get an old sinner on your heart and lay before the Lord and keep a praying until they come down the house of God and get born again, amen. Amen. We see, it reveals his priesthood. Can I say number three? It reveals in verse 14, his purity. What the hair stands for deals with his appearance. His raiment deals with his apparel. <laughs> Sometimes when you go to church, it looks like people thought they was going to the beach. What is that? <laughs> you don't have to wear a three-piece suit every time you go. I understand that. But you ought to wear decent clothes, amen. I've actually been to a church where this boy wore a t-shirt that had something dirty on it. It's filthy as far as vulgar in the house of God. And I thought, what is the deal? If that, I was the pastor and it wasn't a visitor, I'd say, son, man, you need to go talk in my office. And if you don't have a shirt, I'll go down to Walmart. We'll buy you one, amen. This is God's house and God is still holy and he's still righteous in 2021, amen. Amen. We're to congregate in his holiness according to First Chronicles, which means we're to humble ourselves Preacher, he said in the beauty of holiness. That word beauty means to decorate. You know what he's saying? You're to decorate your life. I'm to decorate my life with his holiness. You know what? We fall short of that. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I thank God for Bible preaching and the Bible Baptist Church and the man of God we have. I had a, a fella ask me, I believe it was, on Friday night where I was in Wilson, North Carolina. And he was talking about, he said, how many churches could you be a member of the churches you preach in? <laughs> he said, he asked Brother Rufus Edmonston 20 years ago how many he thought were men of God, real men of God. Out of 30 meetings, he said, oh, maybe about nine. God help us. God help us. I'm telling you the reason why we're in a mess because in most places it isn't coming from the pulpit and that's why it's not in the pew, amen. Amen. Congregating in his holiness, we're to celebrate his holiness, Second Chronicles chapter 20. We celebrate, Brother Jeremy, his mercy. You know why? Because as much as we strive to please God, we're still gonna fail him. I don't like to do it. You don't like to do it, but we do fail him. And you know what? He shows mercy, Brother Steve. He puts up with us. Thank God for that. I'm glad you're not God because you wouldn't put up with me. And I'm, I'm glad I'm not God because, listen, I wouldn't put up with you. Amen. But you know what, Brother David? Thank God his mercy. We celebrate his mercy. We celebrate his might in the fact he gives us the ability uh, to live for God. Hallelujah. I'm glad that, hey, if you want to do right, you can through the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We celebrate his holiness. We concentrate on his holiness. The crown of his holiness is his dwelling in his dominion. We conform to his holiness. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, he said to cleanse yourselves from filthiness. That means that we are to 
try to be purified in the sight of God. How come we don't preach that much in most places today? Well, if you preach that, people won't come. Well, if you preach it right and you love people, you can't help that. You just let God take care of that. Amen. You know what? I appreciate the fact our man of God, he's not worried about, sure, who don't want a full house? But you got to preach what God tells you to preach. Because you know why? We got to answer one day for it. And if we shade it a little bit because we know somebody don't like it, we're in trouble with God. I'd rather just preach what God tells me to and let the chips fall where they will. Amen. Amen. He said we're to conform. The word purify also, he said we're to perfect. That means to fulfill, to execute. It means you've got to work at it. You know what? This week... Me and dad used to go to a missions meeting every year in South Georgia. And, and dad always talked about how that it would rekindle the desire to be a witness. It would rekindle the desire to pass out tracts. But you know what happens in a month or two? We get back in the same old routine. God help us to, as the preacher just preached, to change us forever in the souls of men. Amen. Number four, and I'm almost done. It reveals his power. He said in verse 14 and 15, number one, that he's got power to see and direct. Don't you know, thank God, there's grace in the eyes of the Lord. Aren't you glad of that? There's gazing in the eyes of the Lord. His eyes are upon the righteous. I'm glad that, Brother Steve, I'm, I'm going a lot. Patty stays home with her health and issues. I'm glad, Brother Danny, God's watching over my home. I don't fear because I know who is watching over my home. His eyes are upon the righteous. You know what? I believe this. If someone came to my front yard with a tank and God didn't want him to come and hurt my house, he'd open up the ground and swallow them up. Do you say you believe that? Absolutely. Especially if we lived in Florida because they have a bunch of sinkholes. But anyway, I, I, really, I really do believe that. I, I have that much peace at night. You've seen them sinkholes in Florida. Good night. You can put a, a, a tall bill in. But anyway, the truth of the matter is, thank God, I'm glad his eyes are upon the righteous. Amen. Amen. Can I say, young men, there's grading in the eyes of the Lord too. His eyes try, the eyelids try the children of men. He sees you when you have a bad attitude. Me and Dave was, talk, Brother Dave was talking about that yesterday. We're a long ways from what we ought to be. God help us tonight. You know what? But I'm glad he loves us in spite of that. Hallelujah. The power to sin direct. Number two, the power to silence diminish. Thank God I already said he's going to diminish the voice of Satan. He'll diminish the voice of sin. You know what the sinner does now? But George, he mocks. He makes fun. But I'll tell you, there'll be a day he won't make no fun. There'll be a day when he's in hell. And I don't want him to go to hell. I want him to get saved. But God said, Brother Laddie, that he would mock at their calamity because they have spurned God and they have told God no and they have shaken their fist in his face and one day they're going to wake up in a devil's hell and what a sad place to be but you know what he gives them opportunity you know what I'm, I'm grateful tonight that God you may be here lost tonight I don't know who you are I don't know if there's someone here lost but I'll tell you you got opportunity tonight thank God that door is open hallelujah 
Noah, the door was open a hundred years while he preached, and then it was open another seven that God kept that door open to give man opportunity. It's amazing unto me how that we give opportunity, and sinners today, they just go their merry way. They wake up in hell one day, power to silence and diminish the voice of sin. Boy, sin is rampant today. Wickedness on every hand. But, but brother, but Keith, one of these days it's going to be all over with. Hallelujah. Can you imagine even in, that, even in that millennial reign, Jesus is going to be in charge. He said in Zechariah, the former idols will not be remembered. They won't know who Justin Bieber was or Taylor Swift. I'm getting better. I'm getting, I'm getting better, bro, Chris. He told me I was talking about Conway Twitty. He's been dead 50 years. But anyway, uh, so, so the ones today that are, that are today, uh, you know what? Hey, uh, they won't be remembered, thank God. I can't wait till we get there, hallelujah, uh, when all this garbage is gone and the filth, uh, hallelujah, be diminished uh, and we'll live in the presence uh, of a holy God and we'll live forever and ever and ever. I'm glad, hallelujah. I'll be glad one day when it's all behind us uh, and thank God we'll be with Jesus, amen. But until then... Got to keep on marching on. Power to stomp and destroy. Talked about verse 15, his feet of brass. We know brass is judgment. Man, revelation is full of judgment. You got your seven trumpet judgments. The last three are woe judgments. Your vile judgments. You got your seal judgments. You got your seven thunders that never did get recorded. The four angels that'll be let loose, they're going to have an army of 200 million strong. The Bible said they're going to kill one-third of the population. One-third. Let's say that there's nine billion people. That means they'll destroy three billion people on their own besides the ones that will die from all the other things. You know what? I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I like one thing that old Dr. Phil Kibb said. He said, if you think you're going through the first part of the tribulation, don't pack your clothes. You're staying for the other three and a half. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> there's that kind of a new doctrine we're going through the, the first part of the tribulation period I've got news for you I won't be here amen hey hey if you think you are don't pack your clothes you're staying for the rest of it but anyway <laughs> amen I'll move on but anyway uh, we, we're fine <laughs> I, no I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that but anyway <laughs> number five and I'm done he reveals his preeminence. He talked about that right hand, which is supreme in authority. Stars are in his hand. You know what that means? He's in control. That brother Grant's back in August. Brother James Jones was there and did a great job. And he preached and he said, he said, I know some of y'all don't want to hear this, but God allowed Mr. Biden to be put in office. Because God is still in control. And he said, Brother Thomas, he said, all it is is God's just doing it for his will. You know what that man's doing? He's running us so fast to becoming a socialistic nation. I'm telling you, we're just getting closer to the house. And I said this before and I'll say it again. And we'll leave here and let the Democrats have it. Amen. <laughs> I was talking to Brother Roger Tooley this morning at Brother Randy's and he said, you can't talk politics over there. People get really angry with you. 
I'd, I'd have a hard time preaching in England because I just can't help it. We're to lift up our voices, our brother said a while ago. <laughs> I like what the preacher said back in July, uh, July 4th, that service. He said, people say, oh, y'all not mix it in church. Why not? Uh, Jesus told old Herod, he's an old fox. He said, you tell that old fox what I got to say. Amen. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, thank God, that's right. I'm glad that Jesus is still in control. He said, everything exists because of him, amen. Hallelujah. The cutting words, he said, a two-edged sword, Old Testament, New Testament. Then we see his countenance was as the sun in his strength. Did you know that the sun is 100 times larger than the earth? 1.3 million earths can be put into the sun. And John said that he <laughs> is shining as the sun in his strength. That is why Brother George John said, I fell at his feet as dead. Oh, what glory awaits me when I enter that city. Oh, you hear me? You know what? Uh, he said, that new city, he said there'd be no need of the S. U-N, because the S-O-N will be the light thereof. I'm telling you, thank God he said there's no night there. The glory of God, the glory of Christ will light up that old city, amen. God help us tonight. I just want to brag on Jesus. Thank you, preacher. Just brag on Jesus a little bit. Let's stand if you would, please. I don't know what you need tonight. You might just want to come and thank him a little bit for what he done for us. Could be, maybe someone's here not saved. I don't know that. I told the preacher, I believe it was Friday, but Sasser, I was thinking about preaching out of Acts 17. And the Lord laid this on my heart because he knew you had that covered this evening. But I love to brag on Jesus anyway. You, you can't beat that. When they, as they play and sing, let God help you tonight. Come talk to him if you need to. Would you do that? I know this. I wouldn't go to hell for nobody. Go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here tonight and you're lost, why don't you come tonight and be saved? Amen. Yes. Here tonight and you don't know Christ. Why don't you come? Amen. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. If you want to come pray for somebody who needs to be saved, this invitation, this altar is open. If you want to come tonight and say, Lord, I want to thank you for my church. You be obedient to God. You don't have to come tonight. But if God speaks to you, you just obey the Lord. Amen. If there's something on your heart tonight, what great preaching. Amen. On the Lord Jesus Christ. I was talking to somebody just, just the other day, and we were talking about everything that we do, sing, preach, teach, knock on doors, whatever it is. It's not about others. It's not about the ministry. It's not about service. It's not, about, it's not even about your church. Thank God for a good church. But it's all about the Lord. It's all about Him. Oh yes. Having a personal relationship, a personal walk. 
with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're a singer, you sing because you love Him. If you're a preacher, you preach because you love Him. It's all about Him. If you're a soul winner, if you knock on doors, and we all should be, it's got to be because of Him. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the preacher. Thank God for the singers. But no one takes the place of our Lord. John saw Him before he saw anything. And so do we. We need to see Him first and foremost in our life. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray, God, only you know the needs in this invitation. Lord, it's been a great day. We thank you for all the preaching we've heard, all the singing. Lord, what you've allowed the church to be able to give financially today. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the missionaries, Lord, that's here. And Lord, I'm thankful it's been a good day. Lord, no mission meeting has to be a boring meeting, a dry meeting. Lord, when it comes to the souls of men, it ought to excite us and thrill us. And we thank you. We thank you for what lies ahead tomorrow night and and the days to come. I pray you'll bless those who are traveling in, bless the meeting. Lord, I pray that they'd be an Lord, they'd be a spirit of worship in this meeting this week. Lord, help us, God, to Lord focus on you, just as preacher preached tonight. Help us to see Christ in everything. May you be exalted in every song and every sermon. Father, I ask you now to bless the remainder of this invitation. May thy will be done tonight in Jesus' name. While she plays softly, if you need to come, just come on tonight. Amen. Folks are still praying. We want to give them plenty of time. Just be obedient to the Lord.